got my notes. Probably not going to read from them. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not sure why I'm crying. Actually, but um, obviously God's working in me. I've got lots of stories to share, but I haven't written down the one that he's placed on my heart. Um, it's just about restoration and how God speaks through different situations to restore our souls, to restore our hearts, to restore our church to what he has called us to be. And it starts with each of us individually. We need to check our hearts and check our minds and our thought life and the words that we speak and ask ourselves, is this Okay, um, as most of you know, I'm Amber, and um, I've been running um, Holy Grounds, which is our community cafe, and I've had a great team over the years, like the team has changed and it's got smaller, but they came a time where I actually had no team, which was quite recently, and that was my own fault. It was the taking for granted of the people that you walk alongside, that you work alongside. It really affects your life. And it affects the connection within a team. I didn't mean it <laughs> to happen that way, but it did. And that was definitely God. Not teaching me a lesson, but speaking to me through the situation and then opening my eyes up to see like what was wrong inside me and any attitudes that we carry towards different people, God wants you to address those right now because he wants to see us restored. He wants to see us whole and he wants to see us moving forward in the works that he has and the plans that he has created for each and every one of us. Um, I So I lost the team and I wasn't too phased initially. Initially I was like, oh well, well, I can do it myself. I'm used to doing things myself. It's easier if I do it myself. I don't have to organise people. But God doesn't want us to work like that. He has called us a body of Christ. 
So not everyone's the head, not everybody's the hands, not everybody's the foot. Each and every one of us has a special part that we work from. You know, some of us are kidneys and livers and the intestines. Like when he's talking about the body, he's talking about the whole body, not just the limbs that we can see. Every single person here has an important part in God's body. So I was like, okay, yep, sweet as, and I didn't really think about it. I just thought, you know, it's just easier. So I think it was teaching me something in leadership. As Jocelyn continues to remind me that as a leader, you need to continue to grow and God will challenge you in each of those areas that you need to grow in. And I had an opportunity the other day to actually sit with this other person and we were just sitting there talking about laundry and housework and laundry because we're at the laundromat. Um, and I've, I just looked at her and I was overcome with this, I can't even explain it really, like this just love that was flowing from the heavens and words poured out of my mouth that she deserved to hear. But I had always been too proud to share with her. And it's just identifying and appreciating people, appreciating Lorraine for her texts to encourage me and keeping my back well after my healing, <laughs> you know? So it's encouraging and appreciating every single person because if it wasn't for this place, I wouldn't actually be who I am right now. And God wants us to honour each other and uplift each other and encourage each other. In our journeys, it doesn't matter um, if we're just beginning or we're, we're an old slogger, you know, who's feeling a little bit down. We're all there to lift each other up and encourage each other and using our words to build each other up, not to bring each other down, but just to love. Because I had this heart change and I realised that it was me that needed to do some work. It wasn't everybody else. So I had been looking after the crash for, I don't know, I think I've been back here six years or something. And I was in a leaders meeting and Jocelyn had said, you know, how are you feeling? And I sat in that leaders meeting and I just like spewed these words out. I just like was watching them, you know, <laughs> the poor leadership team. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I was like, God was like, no, now is the time. So I have, at that meeting, I was like, 
I'm actually not going to be doing creche anymore because my heart is is sitting in the congregation and feeling where our people are at because I've been out in creche for six years. I actually have no idea what's going on inside here. I don't know how we're working. I would come into worship, not often, and I would feel like a stranger in my own house. And God was like, that's not okay. So I've taken the term off so that I can be in here every Sunday. And I feel so much love and so much joy and excitement in what is going on inside here that I was for a moment gutted that I'd been missing out on what God had been saying and doing and how he was moving here. And we need to take grasp of what it is God is doing in here. We need to put it in our heart. We need to um, walk in his ways and his truth. Um, We, I can't look at the book because I'll get distracted. Um, (laughs) We do, we need to walk in his ways and in his truth and, and accept and love what we have here at LifePoint. And as we make those connections with each other, because I can see more and more connections happening, that we will be stronger and um, bolder and, and doing more in our community that God has called us to do. He loves us, each and every one of us, unconditionally. But he has called us to be careful with our tongues, be careful with our actions, um, be so careful with our words because we are one body. If we're hurting somebody else, we're actually hurting ourselves. Um, got a verse here. Psalm 51.10 to wherever I stop reading, I'll tell you. Um, Psalm 51.10, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy. Do we remember that joy of the salvation that we receive when we were new believers? We want that joy restored and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from my blood guilt, O God, and God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Um, Yeah, create in me a pure heart. Lord, we are all born sinners. 
our natural inclination is to please ourselves rather than God. And David followed that inclination as he took another man's wife, which led to sin. Um, We must ask God to cleanse us from within, clearing our hearts and spirits for new thoughts and desires. Right conduct can only come from a clean heart and spirit. Ask God to create a pure heart and spirit in you. Do you hear the cry from the wilderness? Those that turned away are now turning back. Sounds of great rejoicing as they understand. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. We can hear the cry from the wilderness. Those that turned away are now turning back. Sounds of great rejoicing as they understand. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Are we ready? Are we ready for those that are turning back? Are our hearts open to receive those that are are turning back? God said it in his word. He can hear the cry from the wilderness. He even spoke life into dry bones. We can do this. We can do this. Have we a pure heart, a steadfast spirit within me? To, 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 to sustain us and keep us moving. That your Holy Spirit is in us and in our every, every day, not just when we come to church on a Sunday and like I shared like another time about, you know, Sundays like we're in the, um, what was it? Changing room at a rugby game, getting all geared up to go out and play the game from Monday to Saturday. Are we sustaining what we're getting here and walking it and using it through our daily, weekly lives? Are we? On Friday, um, just going to, you know, it's our legacy. I'm just going to share a short story. On Friday, I got to a tender funeral of a faithful, praying lady. She had um, motor neuron disease, which, you know, over time your body ends up shutting down. But even in her, um, once she lost her speech, she was still praying. Her request was to have people there singing worship over her, while she was on her deathbed, her funeral was full of worship. 
this lady, she was amazing. She was part of um, the church we went to when we, David and I left here like the first time, like when we were just married. And she just loved. She was a lady whose love language was words of affirmation. She'd randomly send you a, a Facebook message just encouraging you, and you, you may not have seen her for, for quite some time. And we cherish all those messages and those encourages, encouragements that she sent us when she was able to. At her funeral, people spoke those words. She was kind, she never yelled, and lots of people actually got up and said she never yelled. Um, she was a mum to five children and she never yelled. Um, <laughs> even the, um, even the like, family friends' children were like, no, she never yelled. Like, they used to hide the car keys and, uh, when they'd have meetups because they didn't want to leave each other. Um, or they'd hide in the back of the vans so that when they got home, they, all the kids would be there. Um, but, yeah, and... She did this amazing thing. So I was part of this church split. Um, and for her funeral, she had the pastors of each of the churches who hadn't spoken for some time take her funeral. And you could feel the reconciliation within the funeral and then at the meal afterwards. To have these two houses brought back together again. David and I, I loved both the houses, so <laughs> it was such a joy in our heart to have the two houses under the same roof, serving together, eating a meal together. It was her plan. <laughs> she, had, she had joked about it and she told her children that was her plan, was to bring these two houses back together. What a legacy. What a legacy to leave behind. To know that in your death, the family was made whole. What kind of legacy are we leaving behind? Are we leaving behind a legacy of faithfulness or <coughs> bitterness? Is it of fun times at the family or was it of sad times? Was it, oh, she was a really good preacher <laughs> or teacher? Um, what kind of legacy are we leaving behind? If we are to think about um, the legacies left behind by like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Ruth, like we can name all these people in the Bible who have left the legacy. I guess the biggest one of them is Jesus. He's, his legacy created was started right at the beginning in his conception. What kind of legacy are we going to leave behind?
Proverbs 13:22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. This verse keeps our life goals, our vision, and our legacy front and centre when we're choosing how to use our money today. And an inheritance is not limited to money. It also includes godly character, qualities like integrity and trustworthiness. Deuteronomy 6, 5 to 7. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. As I said before, our words are powerful. They can build somebody up or bring them down. Our actions are powerful. They can build somebody up or bring them down. Where are you today? Think about the legacy that you want to leave behind because it actually starts right now, us creating the legacy. Amen.